I had a conversion. I had a Damascus moment, really. Uh, in a wink, in a blink of an eye, you know, I effectively became I became a Christian, and uh, that happened almost instantaneously, and uh, my whole worldview shifted. Wake up, church. There's a war going on for the soul of our country, where the lies of the demonic control the narratives of our culture. Join your host, Gary Duncan, in search of the kingdom warriors of our time, those not afraid to speak up and walk out the word of God in the face of evil. Get ready for a supernatural impartation, a spiritual download of faith and fire into your life. Welcome to the Remnant Revolution. All right, today's guest is Professor Michael Rechtenwald. He is an author, including 12 books, uh, Thought Crime, Beyond Woke. And the book we're going to be talking a little bit about today is The Great Reset and the Struggle for Liberty. He is also a fellow at the Hillsdale College. Because of his academic background, he's a, he's more of a historian, has studied this and been involved. He's, a, he's an actual former Marxist, so he should know what he's talking about when he's looking at it from uh, this other side of the this uh, political spectrum. Uh, Professor Rechtenwall, appreciate you being on the podcast, and it's just an honor to be able to talk to you. Oh, thank you very much. Good to be here. So go into a little bit about, I guess, your history of what happened. You used to be a professor at uh, New York University, I believe it was, the liberal right. college there. I think there's a little bit of, I think what would be good for people to hear is, you know, we're going to talk about the Great Reset, but you know, this is a part of just what we all been dealing with, and and as I said before, we're gonna we're gonna go from a Christian perspective, and and what Christians really need to be paying attention to. Give us a little background on helping us wake up in this this culture that we live in. Yeah, well, you know, as I as you pointed out, I was a Marxist and a professor at NYU, uh, and uh, very much a materialist. You know, I didn't believe in anything beyond the material world. Uh, I was, uh, you know, far leftist, you know, and uh, and then I got I got into hot water with the social justice left in, at NYU, and uh, before you know it, I was uh, I was basically canceled. Uh, you know, I mean, I ended up with a settlement from NYU, but they ruined my academic career at that phase anyway, and uh, so I left NYU and. Uh, I, I started writing books about this social justice creed. And uh, at the time also, uh, my son had stage four cancer. Uh, my long-term girlfriend uh, broke up with me and um, I had a conversion. I had a Damascus moment really uh, in a wink, in a blink of an eye, you know, I effectively became, I became a Christian and uh, that happened almost instantaneously. And uh, my whole worldview shifted. Do you mind talking a little bit about that or is that? Yeah. I mean, I was driving from uh, New York to Pittsburgh and my son, like I said, it was my, it was actually my birthday and my son uh, was diagnosed with stage four cancer and I'm driving home and uh, I I just looked up into the sky and I, I basically talked to God. I, I said, what are you trying to do to me here? And uh, then, you know, metaphorically speaking the sky opened up and uh, i was spoken to directly and uh i was told basically my son will be will be all right no matter what 
which I took to mean even if he died. And this opened up my eyes to the idea of eternity and uh, the world beyond and the fact that God exists and uh, that he saved us. And likewise, um, I, I instantly converted. Um, and uh, it was uh, quite a Damascus moment. And, uh, you know, prior to that, I had been a historian uh, of secularism, actually. I was one of the world's leading historians of secularism and atheism. Uh, and, uh, in, a, in a way, an exponent of secularism. And uh, so, you know, this was quite a dramatic change from being a Marxist who didn't believe in anything but uh, the material world, a philosophical mater philosophical materialist, that is, as it were, uh, a secular uh, exponent and historian, uh, someone who basically w was a Marxist and pushed the Marxist agenda to uh, suddenly changing my whole worldview. And this included not just my belief in God and everything, but also it amounted to also a whole gestalt shift in terms of uh, what I believed about, um, you know, the political world and economics and uh, what have you. Everything just shifted instantly. And uh, I became, uh, soon after that, a champion of uh, liberty and uh, the free market. And uh, I think that uh, Christianity... Uh, that the that, that you know libertarian ideals which i which i maintain today uh that christianity is the only is, is the only you know belief system that uh that guarantees rights uh that's the basis of our individual rights uh that provides us liberty that guarantees liberty and uh, uh under which we, we um you know gives us God has given liberties that guarantees God-given liberties. Mm -hmm. And um, so with that framework, I've gone on a, you know, a mission. I've been on a mission for since, uh, you know, uh, January 29th, 2008, uh, 2018. Uh, and that mission is to tell the truth about uh, what's going on, uh, what the left is about, what, what the evils they have in store? What what is the evils of this world system that they want to inaugurate, and uh, and uh, what we need to know about it? This is this was a God given mission, I believe. Mm. I'm not saying that I'm some sort of a prophet. I'm just saying that this was what I was told to do, and um, this is what I've been trying to faithfully maintain. So it's like everything that's led up to that point was the background for what you're now laying out to Christians. Right. And so I, I do, man, I appreciate you, you giving us that testimony. That is, that's what I'd love to get out of every conversation I have with people. It's not, you know, it's never about, Hey, sell my book or sell my platform or whatever. It's about what's God doing through you. Right. And you're, journey and your 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 word to the people because i think i, I don't think i know i know the church for, has has missed a lot of what's going on in the last three years and many people have died because of it 
they're so they're so one sided on uh, on. I, I got a picture of it's called for me it's it's hiding behind the cross, and we're yeah. we're hiding behind the cross so much that we forget that people that maybe don't know Christ can actually be telling us some truth that we need to kind of pay attention to, like vaccines and jabs and and uh, 9-11 and things like that, that people are, well, you're just a conspiracy guy. You know, uh, if a conspiracy is true, then I'll take it as truth. But what what from from your perspective, when you were a professor at NYU, Mm-hmm. How did you see the church? How did you see Christians? And how does that now fuel what you might be trying to say to pastors and to 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 sh- the people in the pews? You know, shake them, wake them up and say, look, this is happening right under your nose and you can carry the gospel anywhere you go. Yeah, speak to that if you can. Yeah, I mean, when I was... Um... When I was not a Christian, when I was this kind of like, I was never atheist. I think that's a very arrogant position. So I never assumed that position. I considered myself agnostic, and uh, which means I don't know. That's that's what agnostic means. And so I kind of mocked the Christian uh, belief system. I, I didn't persecute Christians. I did mock them, and I, I did feel that they were intellectually... Um, inferior and uh that they couldn't face reality and uh, that uh the christian ideals and christian or i considered christianity was like an ideology that was used by the ruling class to make people believe that they should wait for the next world instead of getting what they should have in this one this is the typical marxist view uh, this is what Marx meant when he said that religion was the opiate of the of the masses. What he meant was, it is a way of uh, you know sedating and uh, placating people while they're being exploited. That's that's what I believed. Uh, I believed that, and I thought Christianity was kind of like a pathetic ideological way of controlling people and so forth. Now I understand <laughs> quite the opposite. <laughs> that it's the only way to freedom and um that it's the only uh path to uh the truth and so what i would say to pastors that are dealing with uh congregations and i know that every congregation has devout believers but it also has every every believer has someone in their family someone in their close circle who is who scoffs at them okay and uh who who does not believe and uh so what i would say to these people is to realize where these people are coming from uh, they think they're intellectually superior uh they think they are um morally even superior in some sense because they think that the only world that exists is this one and therefore uh, we should uh, fight for social justice on this plane and uh if you know failure to achieve it is a moral is moral is a moral uh failing so what i would say to them is that uh that social justice the creed that's now crept into many churches unfortunately is nonsense it's not christianity uh the reason it's not christianity is because god doesn't judge people in in groups 
He doesn't judge us according to our skin color. He doesn't mm. uh, exonerate us on the basis of our skin color either. He doesn't hold us guilty on the basis of our skin color. It, it is our individual relationship with him that matters. And Christianity, social justice Christianity is flawed. And it thinks that people are either guilty or uh, or exonerated on the basis of race or some other identity category. God doesn't care about our identity as such. That way, our classification, our social classification, he cares about our relationship with him. And um, that relationship that I now have has uh, allowed me to pursue the truth and uh, uncover. I think my mission is to uncover the evil and to fight it. Mm. Uh, mm. I'm not fighting against people right. per se. I'm fighting against powers and principalities. And uh, this is what I think I'm about. Uh, you know, I, I, I love that because there's, there's key verses and key comments when I interview people that, that I just hope to hear. And you said, my main verse, which is where this whole podcast came out of, is Ephesians 6. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle against powers, principalities, rulers of darkness. And and what blows my mind the most is that we're focused on, on understanding who Jesus is, saving the lost, making disciples. But we're totally clueless to the fact that what your book is about and what that verse is about is infiltrated the church um, and Christianity to the extent the wokeness comes into play. Yep. And when you begin to to wake up and you become red-peeled, which I was several years ago, and I started seeing these pastors, and if, you know, whether it's at the my church or any other church, talk about um, overcoming fear and faith. But we're telling our elementary kids to wear a mask and to do the things that we did during the COVID. I didn't like yep. what I was seeing. And so it's like we have our own fight against the church because they're asleep. They're doing great to teach us about who Jesus is. But this is a war and it's yeah. a deadly war. And it's a and it's a war that that we should um be involved in um, yeah give us a thirty thousand foot view of those of us that maybe don't know what the great reset is and who klaus schwab is and novoa harari is and the fourth generation if you can kind of and how the the hard-working family the joe the plumber goes to church he works he's got kids and he's just trying to do the right thing and yet we're being bombarded by all of this stuff. And he's looking to the pastors to lead them, you know, mm -hmm. and to understand this. Well, I'll tell you why it matters to people uh, in the church. And that is because these people have a creed. They have a, they have a creed, which is t entirely opposed to Christianity. Uh, this creed says that, first of all, they're strictly materialists. Like I was saying, I was. They're philosophical materialists. They don't believe in anything beyond this world. Furthermore, they think they're the saviors of this world. Mm. Uh, John Kerry just said this at the uh, last annual meeting. He said, basically, 
we're a special class of people who are we're get, we're anointed in effect he said it was almost it's almost extraterrestrial so this is a this is a, a religious cult and uh they think that they are the masters of the universe they are the saviors of the planet and they say this straight up they're here to save the planet that would make them the saviors okay mm-hmm. So this is an antichrist movement. Should I say it any clearer? <laughs> sure is, 100%. Uh, and they want to change everything about us, uh, and not just their economy. They want to make it a kind of socialism for the masses while they and while the oligarchs have total control over everything. Uh, they want uh, to institute... Uh, you know, a lot of, uh, cha- you know, like... Uh, behavioral modification they don't want us eating meat they don't want us driving cars they don't want us living in the suburbs or in rural districts they want everybody in the city and what they call 15 minute cities yeah. they want to abrogate they want to get rid of our property they don't want us to own anything they say uh, you own nothing and you'll be happy so they don't want ownership they don't want our self-ownership over ourselves that is the right of self-determination to do what you know, to enjoy the freedom of conscience and freedom that we were endowed with by the creator. Okay. So they want to take that away because they think they are the masters of the universe. So this is very serious for Christians. It could, you know, and Yuval, you mentioned Yuval Harari. Yuval Harari is a transhumanist. He's a demon. Uh, he <laughs> is also an advisor to Klaus Schwab, who's the founder and chair of the World Economic Forum, which inaugurated this great reset. Yuval Harari has said that free will is history. It's over. We can control you through algorithms and brain cloud interfaces so that you be under total control. You will not make decisions anymore. That means your moral decision making will be done by them. Okay, they want to overtake your moral decision-making capacities uh, so that you'll be controlled by algorithms and by brain cloud interfaces. He also said that belief in the supernatural and, uh, and the life hereafter, the everlasting, is history. And he said that Christianity and Judaism and Islam, all the religions that were born in the Middle East, he says they will be history as well. And that the new religions will come out of Silicon Valley. Okay. Uh, yeah, this yeah. is what they are. The transhumanism is a religious cult uh, that aims to, you know, make gods, they say. In fact, uh, Harari's book is called Homo Deus. That means man god, to make gods of themselves and slaves of the masses. This is, this is the objective. So, this it is absolutely necessary to point this out and to to warn about this because these people are anti-christ okay they're anti-christ i'm not saying they're the anti-christ right. but they are the uh, the legions of the anti of anti-christ mm-hmm. yeah uh, when you when so, you read the bible it it you know jesus says there's anti-christ among us right it's they were back then they're still here now, and we should take that and understand that that these antichrists are doing what 
the devil wants them to do because they hate God so bad. And, yes. and so we need to pay attention when they speak. Yeah, I mean, Yuval Harari said that Jesus Christ is fake news. Yeah. He said this straight up. That's fake news. Okay, we know it as the good news, <laughs> but they call it the fake news. That's okay. Good. Yeah. So they want to take our religion away from us. And I don't, I, I shouldn't say religion. They want to take our belief away from us. Our relationship. They want to dis- our relationship with them. God. They want to get into our brains and control them. He said this, Yuval Harari, and us again, he's an advisor to Klaus Schwab. He said that the Christian belief system, like Christianity or even Judaism, is basically going to be overwritten, and our wills will be controlled by them, that we will not have free will. So if we don't have free will, we can't, we can't worship God. And they want, that's what they want to do. They want to take this away from us, and they think this is a threat. They also look at Christianity as a threat to the world, to the planet, because the Bible says, be fruitful and multiply. And it says, have dominion over the, over the plants and animals of the earth. They think that the, the they, they put the planet above us. Mm-hmm. They think the planet is more important than human beings. Okay. We, and they've said this straight out. Human beings are not important. Okay, and so they would have a mass of us suffer, and many die, and they have population control ethics, or as they call it, ethics, which are very unethical. They want to control population. They have, the UN has pushed for forced abortions and forced sterilization for decades, going back to the 1950s. And the World Economic Forum's Great Reset is an agenda to bring about uh, the UN's Agenda 2030. And Agenda 2030 includes this population principle, these population ethics, they call, to control our population and our reproduction. So these are people that arrogate to themselves the power of God on Earth and would usurp God's role in history. That's what they are attempting to do. If we look at what's happened in the last couple of years, we shuttered our churches because these hirelings, non-elected officials tell us this. They back it up with their pseudoscience that, that half, half the truth is not there. Mm-hmm. And what was so amazing that how many churches closed down and stayed closed down and still to this day are you know, participating in some sort of safety exercise for people. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Mm -hmm. And so my call, my cry is to pastors. Uh, What you just said about what their agenda is, why can't that be talked about from a pulpit? I think it could be. Absolutely, it could be. In fact, I've, I've gifted my pastor this book. And my other books, but this book in particular is the one I would like him to read because th- we need to know what these people are trying to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I think they are demonic. Uh, They're demon-filled people. And uh, they are intoxicated on power. And where there's power only, there's no love, as you know. 
Uh, that is to say, when people are exclusively focused on power, they have no love for anything or anybody. And that's where they are. So they would enslave Christians. They would outlaw Christianity because it's, they think it's a big obstacle to their agenda. So that would in, that would make a relationship with God impossible if they have their way. Speak about the freedom, because you you, you know God God gives us freedom. We right. are free through Christ. Uh, wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Put that up against what the Great Reset is, and, and help us to see. Um, yeah. I, and you mentioned a little bit of it. Uh, uh, but that that should be so uh, important of a message mm-hmm. that needs to be talked about is, you know, it's not political, you know, because because the whole thing is I've gotten ridiculed because oh, I'm too political. I'm too political or I'm talking about this. Well, you know, abortion is not political. Taking a <laughs> taking a biohazard vaccine is not political. Uh, since when did hydrochloroquine become uh, a, a dangerous thing? When did uh, ivermectin become a dangerous thing? It was when a political figure who knew the truth about it said something about it, and it instantly became a political issue. It's not; it's never been a political. It's it's a it's a good and evil issue. Yeah. Well, they make it all political. They make everything political. But then the churches re- fall in on that. Then the churches, yeah. well, we can't talk about that from the pulpit. We'll get our we'll get our five hundred one three C poll or. or or people don't want to hear that. People don't want to hear political crazy. It is leftist, but you know this this agenda is leftist. Okay, I'll say that because I know what the left is. It's a leftist agenda because the leftists have always been trying to do social engineering on us, on the on the population. They're social engineers. Okay, and so the freedom issue comes into play that. You know, they want to take away our freedom to to make choices, uh, to to live freely. And, you know, well, there's power in that, right? If you're free, you have power. God endowed us to be free. Okay, and our morality, our moral choices can only come out of freedom. You know, you can't be a moral person if you have no freedom. Freedom is the prerequisite for for morality. So. What they want to do is alter everything so that we don't have choices, like choice of mobility, choice of where to live, choice of what to eat, uh, even choice of what to think, because they want to change and get into our brains through uh, brain cloud interfaces and alter our, you know, our thinking patterns and supply the thoughts to us directly from the cloud. That's what they're talking about. This is not <laughs> science fiction. I have I researched this. This is real. Okay. And in terms of the church, of course, they're pushing the LGBTQIA plus plus ideology, which would which would force churches to recognize transgenderism and transgender people in terms of uh, the LGBTQIA plus plus creed. <laughs> Which is that you are, if I say I'm a woman, I'm a woman. And if I say I'm, no matter what was how I was created by the creator who made man and woman, he made man and woman, he made male and female. That's all he made. He didn't make transgender people. He didn't make intersex people in terms of 
by you know uh, by gender or non-gender or gender non-conforming and all this <laughs> yeah. this was not created this is an aberration so these aberrations they want to make recognized in the churches because they'll they'll as you say they'll pull your 501c status if you don't recognize these transgender ideology and transgender people and beliefs and if you don't accept people as they say they are a trans person in fact i've seen transgender shows being put on in churches uh, on the altar would you call them churches <laughs> false I, I think churches. they're false churches uh yeah, for sure uh, they are dens of iniquity uh, which is just the opposite of what a church is. So, uh, you know, listen, they, this is a diabolical scheme inaugurated by Satan uh, to take away our freedoms, to take away our rights, to control our behavior and make us unchristian, to make Christianity impossible, in effect, to make our beliefs, our relationship with God impossible, more importantly. They're not just after our creed, they're after ourselves, they're after our souls. Yeah, one way that they're going to do that, and and this has kind of really stuck out to me, is hearing Yuval Noah Harari speak about it, uh, is he goes into depth about how computers... How these algorithms know more mm-hmm. about us than we know about ourselves. And there's yeah. truth in that. I mean, you just got to look at Facebook and all the advertising we're getting. And and there was a pastor. I was watching a video yesterday. There's a pastor out on this new, uh, have, I'm sure you're aware of it. The, it's called Chat GT, I believe mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of cool. I, I've mm-hmm. played around with this, this AI software. Actually, I had had it right a poem about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's mind-boggling. And then the pastor actually had it decipher Romans 8, and it did like mm-hmm. a 400-word essay on, on Romans, and it was really accurate. And mm-hmm. so what we're looking at is this being for a computer to be able to understand, almost be salient, meaning it's mm-hmm. human-like. Mm-hmm. Now, the bio the the medical and bio coming together with computers and Noah talks about the Harari talks about this how mm-hmm. we are actually going to become part human part computer and it's yeah. their whole god thing and it's like well the first way to do it is maybe an inject them with a virus i mean and a, a mm-hmm. vaccine you know mm-hmm. that has these kind of components and and how that once you get infected yep. with something that's computered like this, or there's the snake oil, or however you want to call it, we've now changed our DNA because these vaccines do change the DNA of a of the people that it is put in. There's facts yeah, it to creates, that. It creates DNA that produces these spike proteins on uh, auto- autonomously, uh, which alters in effect the way your DNA functions. And so we're being uh, so, altered from the inside out. And right. so that's why we need to listen to the, no matter how crazy it sounds, because you have Christians going and doing things like 
getting vaccines. And, you know, God's told many people, I've had conversations with Christians, you know. Yeah, we prayed about it. And God said, you know, go ahead and take it. You know, if we drink poison, we'll be protected. And, you know, I, that's something that I'll never get answered to why. Um, well, and I know a the, lot of people the, who have gotten in, they're totally fine. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I mean, I did not get it. I would not get it and I will not get it. And I'll, I'll tell you why, because it is actually going to, it's going to kill and is already killing many people. Yeah. So in a way, the unvaccinated will be, will be the remnant, uh, part of the remnant. And so, uh, as far as the merging of human and machine, yes, they want to make a hybrid human machine called a cyborg. And uh, let me just say that while they're going to promise this as a kind of enhancement, they're showing all this, this, this technology that does this and that for us, this technology that can write poetry and all this. The, the real objective here is not to make us enhanced or give us greater powers. It's actually to give them power to control us. Okay, because once they get these algorithms into us through whatever means they they are possible, nanobots that may be attached to the neurons of the neocortex or uh, other types of uh, brain interfaces, brain-computer interfaces, then they can input into the brain what they want in there. And they can preclude or block other thoughts that we might have. So this is not, they're going to sell this as superhuman. Transhuman means above human to transcend humanity. But it really amounts to slavery. So while these technologies are cute at the uh, in the beginning, and this is the bait that they're giving us, this is a bait and switch routine. They're baiting us with these technologies, and then they're going to switch it over to total control. I, I discuss all this very, very much in depth in my book. Give us at the back of the book. I believe you you talk about some solutions, some hope. You know, because yeah. conversations like this can really scare people, make them feel, you know, that that we're dealing with the Goliath that can't be taken taken out. You know, see, so you, you really have to have a lot of faith when you get into these deep conversations. But I think we have to go there. We have to have the faith to do it. We we are David, and we are David as as against Goliath. Mm -hmm. There is no question about it. We are fighting a Goliath, and we look like we have nothing but a slingshot, and uh, that's all we have is a slingshot, so to speak, metaphorically speaking. But we can win. Uh, because we have uh, the power of God on our side. And and let me just say this. There are things we can do individually to keep this Goliath, keep this Goliath's hands off of us. This is the most important thing, that we remain a remnant for the future mm. and for whatever God's purpose is for us. And so I outlined in the book nine things that you can do it's very specific things. Most of them involve rejection of their of their agenda. That is, reject the transhumanist technologies, reject the implantation of devices in your body, including mRNA vaccines, reject the Internet of Bodies, which would attach 
to your body and record everything that's going on in it and send that information to a, a, a central database. Reject a digital identity, which would track you from the cradle to the grave. Reject a, c- a central bank digital currency, which would control all of your transactions and it would be known to the Fed and the state, the federal government. And you know, there's some other more specific things that are on the economic line, but uh, let me just put this generally. You have to really practice freedom, practice the free market in your life, keep the free market alive. And that is network with other individuals to build a parallel economic structure that w- so that we don't have to take the mark of the beast. Okay. Mm. That's that's really it. I mean, you have to look at the specifics to go into some of the details of what I recommend. It's, it's just not enough time, but yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's great. Um well, y'all I'm you know, because the way these things work, I haven't got a copy of the book, so I'm definitely getting a copy of that because of okay, you thank know, you. I've I've read some other things and you know, getting a lot of news and information out there, but um yeah, I think everybody should. That should be part of their reading, uh, for next reading list this year is is to get that. And and I'll get it, and we'll 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 do it again and talk some more in depth on it because I think just giving this thirty thousand view is important for people to really to wake up. So where can they uh, get this? I know. Let's stay away from Amazon if we can. And and you've got a website, and I'll put all that in the show notes. But uh, yeah. You can get the book from Amazon and Barnes and Noble and all those uh, digital Goliaths, <laughs> or you can go directly to my website, michaelrectonwald.com. That's R-E-C-T-E-N-W-A-L-D, michaelrectonwald.com. Buy it directly from me, get a signed copy, handwritten note, if you'd like me to say something to you particularly, I can do that. So michaelrectonwald.com. Appreciate your time in this. I know you got to run. You got a bunch of interviews going on, and and just thank you so much for sharing your story again and enlightening us on that. And uh, just God bless you, and thank you for what you're doing. And just keep it up, man. And get in on as many shows as you can. Get the word out, and I'll do the same. Okay. Thank you so much. It's great talking to you. Thank you. God bless. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Remnant Revolution. If you liked what you heard, please leave a comment and rating in iTunes and Google Play. This helps us get heard by more people. And don't forget to share the podcast with your friends and family. Be sure to visit www.remnantrevolution.org to join the conversation, access the show notes, and keep up to date on important events and programming. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at remnantrevolution. Until next time, armor up, stand up, and speak up.